the connection between Trump supporters and Ukrainians. How bad can the Biden economy really get and the genius that we are surrounded by every day? It's April 10th, 2022. Welcome to LeaseWoke.com. I am the least woke man in America. are not woke here and we are ready to go. In this segment, we are going to talk about um, a scenario. Vladimir Putin, a man who uh, made a lot of money. Vladimir, some people think Vladimir Putin is the richest person in the world. Now, of course, you know, none of it came through being a real businessman, what I consider a businessman, which many of you consider a businessman, as far as, you know, a product or service that customers are happy with, treating employees well, a successful organization that uh, serves customers, and like I said, with a quality product, which through smart decisions, organization, discipline, etc., creativity. It was he made all of his money through the collapse of the Soviet Union, strong arming, killing, poisoning him and his KGB buddies, as well as the oligarchs. So. You have a president, a leader, who made a lot of money by ill-begotten gains, let's call it. Um, Okay, so he's made a lot of money. Not the most scrupulous way to go about doing it. And he suppresses the truth. Right now, uh, as last time I heard, the one even remotely free news station in Russia has been completely shut down by Putin. So there is absolutely no real information about the war in Ukraine getting to the Russian people. It's pure Joseph Goebbels propaganda. None of it's true, which is probably why 83% or some crazy number of Russians supposedly support the war over there now because Godly knows what they're being fed. So they suppress real stories while promoting fake stories. So you got Putin at the top, the big guy, making lots of money through crooked ways. And while manipulating the media, creating fake stories, suppressing real stories. And then add to it, he has a lot of buddies, the oligarchs, who are all billionaires themselves, who uh, help support him financially, and obviously he helps protect them. And they go along with ever pretty much whatever he wants to do. And the Russian public is the one that suffers the most through suppression, through manipulation, etc. Now, Let's talk about the big guy in America, Joe Biden. So we have a president who's coming out now, becoming very clear and very true. It's not Russian disinformation. If, I don't know if you remember, but in the debate between Donald Trump and Joseph Biden, Trump mentioned the Russia uh, situation, excuse me, he ru- mentioned Hunter Biden's laptop. Immediately, Biden said that was Russian misinformation. Also in a debate between Trump and Biden, uh, Trump mentioned the $3.5 million that the mayor of Moscow gave to Hunter Biden, according to what was in the laptop. And Chris Matthews, excuse me, Chris Wallace, swooped right in, being the normal media swashbuckler, protector of the American public, protecting the American public against the nonstop right-wing 
misinformation machine with Trump and Ruli Giuliani and Steve Bannon and I'm sure in the newsrooms all in New York City and Washington DC, ABC, NBC, PMS, NBC, whatever you want to call it, CNN, they were like, yeah, we're somebody, Chris, you're standing up to those bullies, you know, and the, all this wrong information, blah, 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 blah. So all the fake news people were going crazy, and true, it was ended up being true. So the big guy in our country, it's becoming confirmed now, made a lot of money getting 10%, at least kickbacks from hider, hunters, completely fake, uh, bribe, uh, quote-unquote business deals. They were really just influence peddling and bribery. So we know that is all true, even though it was suppressed days before the election. You were not allowed to talk about it on social media. Uh, if a news organization did produce a link, it was not allowed to be on social media. If talking heads went on to CNN or MSNBC, etc., NBC, CBS, they were completely discounted you know, it was just almost told they would have to leave the show because the story did not exist. However, on the other hand, we do know now that the story of Russia, Russian collusion between Donald Trump and Donald Trump's campaign with the Russian government was completely fake. After unlimited hours and millions of dollars, whether it's media investigations, government investigations, impeachment investigations, because he was impeached over it, um, none of it was real. None of it was real. The golden showers were not real. The uh, coming, the guys, uh, uh, whoever, with the Russian agent and Trump Tower and all that nonsense, none of it was real. All the cute little memes the left-wingers put on, Facebook and social media sites was not real. So anyway, let's go back to do an inventory of where I'm going with all this. The parallels are spooky. Now, I'd be disrespectful for me to compare what's going on to the Ukrainians right now as far as being shot, killed, tortured, raped, um, be, living in 20, 30, 40 degree climate with no heat, no water, no medicine, no food, etc. Obviously, it's much more severe than the, what's taking place in America. But, uh, I, I guess it's not the Ukrainians, it's the Russian people in Russia, excuse me. But you see the parallels. The R Ukrainians are fighting against falling under that umbrella. I, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, regardless of these theories that you hear, that uh, you know, the, the YouTube and I think some right-wingers are, are, have this idea that, I don't know if you know this or not, that part of this whole situation is America's fault because we are too aggressive expanding NATO and the Russians view that as part of aggression and that's what they justify going to Ukraine. To me, the whole thing is a massive stretch. To me, it's just basic common sense. It's no different than the people who lived in the Eastern European countries as Soviet satellite states uh, in the 1940s right to the 1990s. It's, it, and then the societies were much more closed. They still we were able to sneak in American movies, American television, etc. So they weren't completely closed off. But it was nothing like it is now with smartphones and social media, etc. People in Ukraine, especially Western Ukraine, know they have a decision to make. They look at America, England, France, Germany, etc. Even though our country and all those countries are perfect economically right now, we all have similar problems: aging populations, lots of debt, etc. They still see the freedom, they see the wealth, they, they look at Russia, they, they're not foolish, they have friends, family in Russia, 
They see that it's a closed-off society. They see Putin kills and murders and poisons people. He tried to ruin their elections 10 years ago uh, by putting one of his henchmen in there, uh, one of his puppets. So this is uh, very clear what, what's taking place here. The Ukrainians are leaning towards Europe, that it, you know, tr tr Putin, now that we've all seen how crazy he is, that just really irritates him, that uh, country on his border, which he considers very culturally very similar towards Russia, is going the European-American way. So we have all that going on. So where I'm going with is the Americans uh, should be so, especially conservatives, uh, the American right was the fuel behind uh, defeating the Soviet Union. I'm not saying moderate mainstream Democrats were all communists back in the 70s and 80s. I'm not saying that at all. But there was, you know, some type of a uh, tepid behavior, tepid uh, attitude towards the type of military spending Ronald Reagan pushed to defeat the Soviet Union's among a lot of the Democrats at the time. So uh, the American right and Margaret Thatcher in England and other conservatives, some conservatives in Europe, really pushed for the, like, the end of the Soviet Union, pushed to win the Cold War, and that's important. And so, and that's what the Ukrainians are fighting for right now. So where I'm going with that is I don't know where some right-wing people are going with this Tucker, unfortunately, other people, where they have kind of a lukewarm attitude towards uh, Russia, or excuse me, Ukraine winning and say very uh, positive things sometimes about Russia and especially Putin. I don't know where all that's coming from. Because if you're a right-winning person, a person who believes in individual rights, whether you're conservative, Republican, libertarian, etc., you should be very supportive of the Ukrainian people. You can see, you should be able to see, one, what the Russians live under, and now that you have had a taste of what took place over the last couple of years in this country, with a small cabal, cabal of people, including the big guy in the White House, tech billionaires, social media billionaires, media billionaires, and their lapdog journalists, you see how bad things can get. You look at the minuscule percentages, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, that Trump lost by, supposedly. And then you look at the, the weight of the Hunter Biden story and what is in that laptop. Uh, there, did you see the picture uh, recently in the Daily Mail, which I don't have a ton of respect for, but the picture was real, of some girl on a bed with a hunter pulling on the back of her hair? I'll try to put a link on the big feed, but to, me, to a lot of people, that's just a taste of what we're going to get when that laptop is finally opened up. And to think, when you look at those percentages, that less than 1% in some of the states, swing states that Trump lost by, uh, so what, what one state was 0.2%. So what you're saying is two out of a thousand people. You cannot make the case that Trump, that you cannot make the case that the Hunter Biden laptop would not have affected two out of a hundred, uh, two out of a thousand people in states like Pennsylvania or Wisconsin or Ohio or uh, Michigan. It's impossible. It would have affected those things. So that's why people on the right are upset and frankly should be upset. And one more thing I wanted to bring up that's so important in this segment is the, I don't know if any of you have seen this, the Whitner, you know, <laughs> Trump's buddy, that woman in Michigan. So uh, she, the, the big story broke a while back about how these four white males, these Trump supporting white males all tr plotted to kidnap her, plotted to kidnap her. 
I'm sorry, uh, just trying to grab the story. But they, and so, and that all got lumped in. You know, the media just went nuts. Of course, they, they lumped it all together with uh, Russia and January 6th. And now Trump's crazy followers are trying to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer in, in Michigan. The whole thing blew out of control. Well, here we are, April 10th, 2022. Two men have been acquitted, and the jury is deadlocked on two others. There's actually only one who's actually been found guilty. But the much bigger story, and that goes along with the other things I've mentioned here, it's become abundantly clear that the FBI was mainly behind this. They were online goading, you could say entrapping. They can't prove entrapment against the FBI. I don't know the technical or legal reasons, but let's use the term goading these men to carry out this plot against Whitmer. I'm not kidding you. And I'm going to put a link from Jonathan Turley. Jonathan Turley is a legal expert. He appears a lot on Fox News. He is not some rabid right-wing uh, lunatic. I mean, he wouldn't be the, he's the type of guy I wouldn't be surprised if he voted, voted for Obama twice and Hillary Clinton against Trump. So he's not a freaking right-wing zealot just because he's on Fox News. He, he is what we used to call a real legal scholar. He focuses on truth, facts, rational thinking, fairness, etc. He's not woke. See, woke justice or social justice, well, there's a lot, I could do, a, I will do a whole segment on wokeness here very shortly, but woke justice indicts an entire group of people. So if you're white, you're guilty of just practically everything. If you're a minority, you're a victim. As soon as you walk in the room, it's the exact, you know, on the justice is supposed to be blind, the woman with the blindfold over her eyes. It, that's the exact opposite of that. The scales and the scales are supposed to be perfectly balanced. No. In woke justice, there is no blindfold and the scales lopsided as soon as a person walks into the room, regardless of facts, details, etc. So, Jonathan Turley is not a woke legal expert. He's not a woke attorney. And I'm going to put the link up, but you can tell he's just aghast at this. This is really bad. So you connect all the dots here. A, the big guy and billionaires who finance the Democratic Party, who own social media companies, who control the media and determine whether or not a, a critically important story was allowed to be not just talked to, excuse me, report in the media. Remember on social media, even if you posted something yourself, just a person expressing something, that was blocked, misinformation. Um, so the, the parallels are quite spooky, if you ask me. So here we, you know, here we go. Two critical numbers, 1.5 million. 1.5 million is the number of U.S. military, if you include the Civil War, killed after swearing an oath to protect the Constitution of the United States. 2.8 million, that's the number of soldiers, members of the U.S. military, right through Afghanistan, wounded, uh, wounded, uh, again, after swearing to protect the Constitution of the United States. And yet here we are, a presidential election completely manipulated by a small group of people, people not allowed to say what they really think. Even when I turn this microphone off, I don't know what I'm going to be allowed to say and not say. In this highly woke, highly loving, highly open-minded, highly educated, beautiful society we have created for ourselves. So some stuff to think about. I'll be back.